0: She weighs 120 pounds, and she has brown hair and hazel eyes.
1: If you have any information regarding Mora's disappearance, please submit it to us, the Murray Family, through their Facebook page, or the New Hampshire State Police Cold Case Unit.
0: This is Missing Mora Murray. Welcome back to the Missing Maura Murray podcast. I'm Tim, here today with Lance in the Crawl Space Studios in Wormtown. Lance, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. Great. For this episode, Lance, number 98. You're we, getting there. We really are. We have a uh, wonderful gentleman named Robert Lynch.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this. I was a little bit hesitant to talk to him because, as you know, I'm not on Facebook. So that whole world just sort of makes me uh, sweat a little bit. It gives me a little bit of anxiety. So I was actually nervous to hear these stories that just make me uncomfortable.
0: But that's not the case. Such a cool guy. Robert's a great guy, and he's really aiming to kind of bring the community together, if you will. And you can uh, tell by his work on Facebook. He runs a Facebook group called Strength in Numbers, and there's a link in the show notes. So check that out if you want to subscribe to a Facebook group without the vitriol. Because, Lance, as you know, uh, there's a lot of vitriol in the online community. And uh, so Robert's goal is community improvement.
1: And he's really passionate about that. And he's a really genuine guy. His mannerisms sort of reminded me of Curtis Murray and Curtis Murray, as you know, is a really genuine guy as well. So he just has a good way about him, a very uh, thoughtful man. And if you, like you said, don't want to deal with the vitriol, check out straight the Numbers and you'll get the information that you want. And hopefully, that stays a nice, pure place for people to communicate about Moore's case.
0: And one thing I want to clarify here, Lance, is uh, that our deal with Stitcher, it actually, the the first 30 episodes of Missing Moore and Murray, you will not be able to find them on the Apple Podcasts feed or perhaps some other feeds, but you will be able to find them on Stitcher for free.
1: Right. We get a lot of questions about where these episodes are, so there it is. Yeah, they're they're exclusive to Stitcher. Yeah, and
0: we kind of I think uh made an error in saying that they were available only on Stitcher Premium. That's not exactly true. The first uh batch of episodes, right now there's 30 of them that are exclusive to Stitcher and they're free. But also, Lance, we have a creator's commentary series that is on Stitcher Premium.
1: We have a lot of irons in the fire. So, Seriously. apologies if we misspeak and you know put the premium after it's a little confusing sometimes there's there's a lot of like i said a lot of threads going on in our in our brain but yeah stitcher premium has our creator commentary and those are super super interesting we did the riverwalk cafes uh, science cafe thing on wednesday and we were talking to people in the audience and someone had mentioned to me that they were listening to the early episodes of missing more murray and they said you know how we sounded and and they literally said to me It'd be so cool if you guys went back and you looked at these uh, these episodes and I said, that's exactly what the creator commentary, that's exactly what they are. And if you go to Stitcher Premium, you can hear them. We're trying to deliver them in batches of 10 and we give ourselves a little bit of grief. But what we really try to do is correct or fix or add to uh, information that was put out there in the early days
0: yeah it's a really compelling project i'm starting to really love it lance and uh so we've got 30 episodes up there now all the way from episode one our introduction to our episode with witness a and uh, we like you said we talk over them and it's it kind of it, people are finding it highly entertaining and informative lance so we it's, got a, it's pretty cool we got a bunch more And also, we do episode 18 that is not on any feed anywhere, but we talk over that one. We do a creator's commentary for episode 18. So, not only do you get the notorious
1: episode 18, we pull that out of the vault, you get the commentary, the background from you and I in the present day over that.
0: It's really a cool project, and I don't think anyone else is doing anything like it, Lance.
1: If you're not, you should And if you're not on Stitcher Premium, you can go there and you can get a free month by using the promo code MMM. Every subsequent month is only $4.99 and you don't just get our creator commentary.
0: No, you get our entire catalog ad-free of Crawl Space. You also get Empty Frames, our art crime show. So if you aren't listening to these shows, what are you doing? Sign up, subscribe to Crawl Space and Empty Frames in addition to Missing Maura Murray. And Lance, April 15th and 16th is rapidly approaching and we are joining Mike Morford and Brain Scratch's John Lorden at the College of St. Rose in Albany, New York for a special panel with those two guys about true crime podcasting, working with victims' families, working with law enforcement. It's going to be in a really interesting panel.
1: This is sort of our beginning stage of the mini tour we're going on in uh, the, the, the spring and the summer. Mike Morford, John Lorden, and us. And ASOC is organized by Detective Kenneth Maines, who is a wonderful man. And it's going to be a very fascinating conversation. And I expect that we will have some additional news from them about the case that they kind of just cracked.
0: Well, yeah, they're doing a podcast called Three Men and a Mystery, and we just spoke to them on Crawl Space about it just a couple weeks ago in an episode called Double Murder in Ozark. So check that out if you want uh, some info real quick on this case that apparently was just solved, Lance. Coley McCraney is charged with Five counts of capital murder, and uh, he apparently murdered J.B. Beasley and Tracy Hollitt in 1999, Lance. And
1: this went down because Mike Morford, John Lord, and Gray Hughes, they did the responsible thing with uh, the true crime podcasting genre. They reached out to a company called Parabon. They're a DNA analysis company. That company was connected to the law enforcement there in Ozark. They put it together, and they they broke it down, and, and this is how this person was brought to justice, through dna through mike morford john lorden gray hughes and law enforcement it's a win
0: it's a win for podcasting lance and and it's a win for the families of jb beasley and tracy Hollitt, and really law enforcement and uh you know people who follow this kind of thing and and this is what we strive for we want this to happen in every single one of these cases that we cover okay so thank you very much i hope you enjoy this episode and this interview with robert lynch and check out his facebook page strength in numbers thank you very much Welcome to Missing Maura Murray. We, we are here today with Robert Lynch. How are you, Robert? Doing good, guys. How are you doing?
1: Doing very well. And welcome. Like, literally, you are here. This is not a Skype call. You have made your way- In studio. In studio to Wormtown. It's not raining out, so you did not have to battle the worm, the giant Wormtown worm, so you got here safely, and you managed to find the uh, our elaborate palace of the studio.
2: It's wonderful.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> Uh, so, Robert, you've been involved in Morris' case online. Uh, uh, we met; we started corresponding through Facebook. What brought you to the case?
2: Well, I remember when it first, uh, when Maura first went missing 15 years ago. Um, being from Massachusetts, it was on the local news; it was in the newspapers and such. So, I remember when it first happened, and then you know it disappears from the news cycle it's gone and you, you kind of it sounds terrible but you kind of forget about it so then years later I saw her on the ID channel the episode of uh, disappeared and I'm thinking well it's been a while so I'm waiting for the end of the show there'll be something that says in 2000 whatever Mora was found or this you know some sort of conclusion and of course there's nothing so popped open the laptop googled Maura Murray here I am all these years later, yeah.
1: Yeah, this has been how many years? It's been going on about seven, I would say. Okay, seven years. And what what background do you have that you other than curiosity? Do you have any law enforcement background? No. Okay. So it was it was strictly curiosity.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I basically I, I went online and Googled her just to see if there was any more information. And then when I did that, I came came across all the information, you know, the podcast, uh, Renner's blog, everything that was out there. So I just started sifting through it, and dove right in.
1: So for the people that don't know why you're here, can you tell us where you're at now in the Moore-Murray community?
2: Well, I have my own Facebook group, and I'm a member of a lot of the uh, more prominent groups. Um, I try to keep tabs on what's going on, and uh, my, group's, my group is uh, called Strength in Numbers. That's kind of like my hashtag. I kind of adopted that a while ago to uh, try to combat some of the, the negative feelings and attitudes that you can come across in the community uh, but this case, a lot of people are very emotional, and they take it um, so take some things personally, whether you disagree with them or, or whatever. So I'm trying to be the, the positive voice of reason.
1: Oh, okay, cool. And when did you start that?
2: Uh, I'm trying to think. Strength in Numbers was probably a year and a half, two years ago.
0: Okay. Oh, great. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah. And you, you were the admin of a different group before that, right? Yes. And why did you switch groups I had uh creative differences with a, a fellow admin and decided that at that point I didn't want to be involved in that group so I would walk away from it.
0: Okay. Um why what were those or uh what was the genesis of those disagreements?
2: Well, it, my whole idea is that anything that's posted in a group should be respectful not only to the Murray family but to um anyone involved in the case uh and and just the posting stuff that is I don't know insulting or threatening or it's just there's no place for it and there was a particular post that was allowed to be kept up and I disagreed and couldn't come to an agreement so I took myself out of that
1: you just thought that there was too much bad bad stuff going on there
2: just the negativity and it it doesn't produce any results it's not productive at all so I don't find it necessary okay
0: yeah it's interesting we're we're surrounded by negativity in this case and uh online wherever you look you find a lot of it uh sort of vitriol uh people on on sides on on teams like i I never got that i i was looking in one in one group and there was a a photo that says we stand with you john smith i was like well i don't i don't really get that because i i don't i'm not i don't have anything personal against john i just i i don't get like, if you, if you said, we stand with you, Tim, and Lance, I would think that was equally weird. Right. But because we're all here. As you say, we're all here for the same reason.
2: Well, I mean, I th- I think if you're, if you're a member of this community, the main reason you should be in it is to find Maura, bring her home to her family, figure out what happened to her. And if there was foul play involved, to, to bring those people to justice. And that, that should be right on the the top line. That's, that's why you should, you should be doing this. Yeah. So like you said, the bad vibes and the negativity, that doesn't do anything for that. And, and picking sides saying I'm with this person, but not this person. Then you're going against the community as at large. And the only side everyone should be on is Mora.
0: Yeah.
1: This is something that we talk about a lot, whether it's on the show or whether it's just, you know, independently one-on-one what is it that you think it causes people to unleash such vitriol and and i mean borderline hate speech on some of these these groups on facebook and and social media if you don't if you don't accept someone's theory as a theory and you disagree with it where does that come from why why does that happen and how do you re- how do you respond to that type of conduct
2: well i i don't know why people get so angry and and so mean and bitter um You know, everyone has a theory. Everyone has a different opinion, uh, different suspects, different version of what might have happened. And we can discuss all that, and that's great. You do bump into some people that, if you don't agree with their theory, they don't want anything to do with you, and they they tell you off in not such a nice way. And and where they get that from, I I don't know. I used to take it very personally. Now I just kind of shrug it off because, you know, hate begets hate. And I'm not. I'm not going to feed back into that. That's not what I. That's not what I'm about. You
1: used to take it personally when you were the admin of one of the groups. And, well, yeah, well, And you'd respond to j-
2: them. Just when somebody would, in general, would maybe send me a PM because they're okay. not shy about doing it. They'll send you a PM, calling your names or saying you don't know what you're talking about or this and that. And I used to get really upset about it. But then I just said, no, this it's not really worth it. Yeah, it's not worth the energy to really get upset.
0: What what would people uh, message you nasty messages for? Is it yeah? Was it random? Yeah, I don't understand. Or was it or, what, or did it come it, from it, something it, you said?
2: It'd Be after a post sometimes, or sometimes just random. But I've seen
0: your posts, and and they're all very uh, like positive and uh, sort of benign. I mean, but positive. But yeah, positive. Yeah, I've never seen
2: anything where you you took like an extreme take. No, um, I never have. No, I I, I don't really discuss. My theory, it's I kind of have the same line that you guys do. I'm sure you have your own theory, but you guys never say it, and and that's part of I think what makes the podcast good. Yeah, kind of let us decide. So I kind of do the same thing. I'm I'm more trying to just it's a friendly reminder to everyone that we all have to work together, and we can disagree about the details, but if we start tearing each other down, we're not going to solve anything.
0: Yeah. Disagreeing is good you know I think um, and I, like I've, I've seen like people block other people on Facebook because they don't want you to see th- what their theory is or whatever and it's all bizarre because it's just kind of like reaffirming your beliefs if you're only reading things that you already believe you don't learn anything you right. know so right. there's actual benefit to reading something or hearing someone
2: speak about something you don't
0: actually agree with.
2: And it's great to talk to people that, that maybe feel a different way than you do. Yeah, there's no harm and in that. You can get a different perspective or, or see why do they feel that way. And, and it's, it's interesting. And like you said, you learn from it. And hopefully they learn something from you. And that's productive. Yeah, that's,
1: that's the concept of a debate. That's how all real things, real progress happens. Nothing that creates real progress doesn't happen without some sort of debate. It doesn't exactly. happen without some sort of back and forth. And to think that the world exists in your own private echo chamber is ridiculous. Right. Especially when it's not about you.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's not about any of us.
1: Because ultimately, if Moore's body is found, or if she's alive somewhere and she's returned to her family in any way, that honestly won't change your life so much. No, other than other than you feel a sense of completion that the family now has some sort of answer.
0: Right. Well, hopefully hopefully people in the community would uh would put some energy towards some other cold cases you know i think if you know and we're getting ahead of ourselves for sure but if this case were to be solved um you know that that passion is still there in in everybody uh it doesn't just dissipate right you know
2: had you ever looked at other cases before not not really in depth i've i've looked at the brianna maitland case a little because it it kind of crisscrosses more as you can't Get deep into Moore's without seeing Brianna's name somewhere. So I, I looked into that a little bit, but just kind of on the surface. But I'm I'm pretty much uh, reserve myself just for Moras case. I can only do one case at a time. My head would explode.
1: Yeah. So well, right? Because you're not. You wouldn't just be working on one case individually. You'd be working on managing the community of the people who follow that one case. Right. So yeah. it's not just like I'm working on Brianna's disappearance and the details within that. You're 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 trying to like it'd be like coaching like 15 football teams. Yeah, no, I don't trying think that <laughs> I don't
2: think that would work very trying well. To
1: manage a bunch of personalities. Right.
0: What does your your
2: partner uh think of of this? My girlfriend? Yeah. Well, p- part of her she thinks I'm cra- she thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> you know, she says uh, you know, I I do a lot of my work in my basement. I have like a man cave. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen I've the put videos. Up, yeah. Put up the videos and that's from there. I got Christmas lights down there and all kinds of stuff and She's like what are you doing down there? <laughs> I'm researching. She she calls it podcasting cuz she hears <laughs> your guys voices and she's like, are "You watching those guys again?" <laughs> but no, she understands what I'm trying to do and uh she I think she has a lot of respect for what I'm trying to do, but she she doesn't get into it. She I don't think she could handle it, but yeah. In a way, it's kind of her fault cuz she's the one that was in a true crime and that's why the ID channel was on, so. <laughs> well, shout out to your girlfriend. Yep. Thanks, Trish.
1: <laughs> what do you think the difference is between being a fan of shows like disappeared and snapped and then taking it to that level that you've taken it to where you actually manage a community.
2: I don't know. I mean, I've 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 watched a lot of those programs and it's 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 an entertaining thing and it's on for an, a half an hour or an hour and then you just forget about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but but this I think part of it is um Moore's from Massachusetts. So she's like family and you know uh Mr. Murray kind of reminds me of like my uncle, you know, he could be my uncle. So I don't know my, I just, I just wanted to know as much as I could about this case and, and see what was there. And then once, once you go down that road, you can't really come back. And, you know, I started my own Facebook group and it's small at this point, but just to, just to kind of put my foot, my personal stamp on it. And if I have my own group, I can do my own rules and pick who I have as members and such. So
0: yeah, speaking of your own rules, so w- would you, uh, do you remove comments or if, if people are bringing unwanted nastiness
2: to your group, would you, how do you deal with that? I haven't had to yet because the group, the group is still fairly new. I mean, I've been using the strength in numbers hashtag for, for a while, but the, the group's only been up for a few months, and uh, I haven't really had to do that yet, and I think the people that I've selected to be in the group, they, they know that I will if I have to, but most of them are pretty respectful about everything, so hopefully I won't have to do that. I don't want to censor anyone unnecessarily. Yeah,
0: I think in the podcast discussion group, they they don't remove comments because they want everything to stay there as historical uh, record. I and it's just a different way to go about running a page or a group. I don't know what's right or wrong or what. No, I, I mean, they,
2: they all have they all have different rules, and I I, I think. Um, without saying any particular groups. I think some of them remove comments too quickly. I think some of them, it's kind of like rule with an iron fist, and if you step out of line even a little, they boot you out of the group. And I don't really agree with that, but there has to be some structure. There has to be some rules because if you don't have it, then you know people just run rampant on your page, and if it's your page, it's got your stamp on it. You know You want it to be kind of what you want.
1: Yeah. So... Have you been to the accident site? I have not. You're kind of telling us off the show that you have tried to go to the accident
2: site. Every time I have a plan to go, something comes up, something happens, uh whether it's the car or oh I got to work an extra shift at work or there's always something that, that like stops me from going. But I am going to go. I will get there at some point. And you're going to
0: go dig up that uh the basement by yourself? Yeah. No. 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 But okay.
1: S- speaking of that, how do you think that that was handled, the the new lead and how the information yeah. was put out there? And
0: let me, d- let me just say, that was just a joke. Please, no one <laughs> should go there and try to do this uh, dig there on their own. Might not be a basement. We don't know what it is. So yeah. let's just move on. Okay. Sorry. What is
1: your take on how that new lead was handled both inside the Facebook groups and the social media? As well as what law enforcement has done, in your opinion, in your view.
2: Well, I'm I'm glad the lead came out, and uh, whether it's her or not, I don't know. I, I think that law enforcement should get in there and do something about it. I don't know why they're waiting. Um, it's not like it's outside, and they could use the well. We have to wait for spring. You know, it's it's in a it's in a home. So get in there and do something. And I mean, you know, Mister Murray's not up there just fooling around. I mean, he obviously. Hired these dogs, and they two of them found something. So, like he said, if if it's not his daughter, somebody's in there, or something is there. And you would think the cold case unit would be all over it. They'd be over there, you know, right now doing it. But you
1: say it with a lot of conviction, like they're not doing something. I'm well, just curious I mean, if you I'm, heard something that
2: I'm not aware that they're not. But yeah, I I would I would hope that they would jump all over it and, and do something. Yeah, I mean we haven't heard, and you know we're not privy to that information as quickly as law enforcement is, but I would hope they do something.
1: What do you make of the people who who demand to be privy of that information and and say that there's a problem internally in law enforcement because they're not given that information?
2: Well, law enforcement isn't required or obligated to tell us anything. Right. Um, they have their own set of rules. They do things the way they do it. And uh, if you tell, you know, if you shout it from the, from the mountaintop, you know, you, you could compromise a case, not just this case, but any case. So, they, they, you know... Uh, Streslin and all those guys, they're not they don't have to tell us anything. Yeah. We're lucky they've told us what they have.
0: Yeah, I mean they they have participated in, in the Oxygen documentary, which was uh like leaps and bounds further than how they had spoken publicly about this case previous to that.
2: Well, they could have told Oxygen take a hike when not talking to you. Sure. And it would have just been left, you know, and why they decided to talk and maybe because of the police conspiracy talk and this and that, and we have nothing to hide, so we'll talk to you, et cetera, et cetera. Who knows? But they're not obligated to tell us anything.
1: Well, you kind of said it before. Like, it could, and we've said it before as well, it could impact an investigation that is going on. And they could have said no to the Oxygen Network because they didn't want the wrong thing to happen. And I know that uh, Strelzin had a lot of bad you know optics on him after the cameras would cut to him with his like side glances towards uh, <sighs> Monahan and towards Cecil Smith,
2: right? Well, that's uh, that's production. That's that's the way TV is, right? And you know? we
1: keep saying it would have been more strange if he wasn't in the room making sure what was said was exactly what needed to be said that wasn't going to hurt the investigation. Exactly. So when. People are shouting for law enforcement to get in there ASAP. First of all, it's, it's something that has been there for a long time. The homeowners are not going to move this thing that's in there, and law enforcement really wants to make sure they have everything checked off before they make a move to possibly unearth evidence that could put some case, whether it's Morris or some body... They, they want to make sure that they don't get to court and someone says, a good lawyer says, how did you get in there? And they say, "It was a lot of public demand. Right. Like, that would make them look
2: awful. Yes, it would.
0: But I think ASAP is, is fair, you know, as soon as possible is, is a fair thing to ask of the police.
1: Well, when you break down the literal definition of ASAP,
0: yeah. yeah as I'm soon not. as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all.
2: <laughs> well, I just meant as, when the league comes out, somebody go over there. Yeah. Talk to the owners of the home. Do you mind if we look around? Do you? And they they said that they had searched there before. All right, we'll search it again. What's the harm? Yep. You know, it's it's not. If 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 it turns out that you find nothing, okay. But I I think there's something there.
1: Interesting. How do you feel about the way Fred Murray and the family created? A bit of a media buzz around this new lead, and really held law enforcement's feet to the fire.
2: Well, I mean, we all we all know, we all know how Mister Murray works, and and he he I think he feels slighted by law enforcement. I think he always has, and so for him, I, I'm not surprised by it. Um, I think the timing, you know, with the anniversary and everything like that. I mean, it, it was it was a good time for that lead to come out, and uh, it, it gives the community a little bit of hope. Give probably you know most likely gives his family some hope, and uh, so I mean I don't have a problem with it, but I, but it didn't you know it didn't surprise me. Yeah,
0: yeah, I would say it does give some people hope. It it seems like it was just the perfect storm. Like I don't, I don't think it was it was uh, orchestrated um, by the Murray family really. I think it was uh, the 15 year anniversary and there were cameras there, and Fred is uh, unabashed. He uh, he will speak um, very openly. And so, I think it was just the perfect combination of timing and news outlets covering. Do you the think case. the news
1: outlets took advantage of that moment
0: and of him because they wouldn't say that. I mean, you they, don't think media would have tried to get the juiciest thing out of him? Well, I just think Fred was ready to say that you know uh-huh. I don't think he said it to he said the same thing to numerous outlets, so mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't think he was going to say any more than he wanted to say. This isn't Fred's first rodeo at uh talking to media
2: mm-hmm.
0: right.
1: What do you make of? Do you mind me asking, like these? What do you make <laughs> no, of I type questions? Care. Okay, I don't care. What do you make of the GoFundMe that was started to raise money for anything that is put towards the investigation into Morris' disappearance?
2: I think it's fantastic. I I, I think it's it's a good thing. Uh, I donated to it. I saw a lot of other people donate to it. And thank you. Thank yeah, you very welcome. much. Yeah. And um, I, I know that some people have a little bit of animosity about it. I'm not exactly sure why, you know. I I don't understand it.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why either. Um, there we just we got a quote for a billboard, so we wanted to float out the idea that um we use some of this money for a billboard. Actually, what it costs at a discount to do a billboard, I believe it was for 12 weeks, or it might have been for six weeks, mm-hmm. is just over what's in the account right now wow so we want to make sure would that be something as you a representative of the community and someone who donated the money would you feel like that is something that would be effective it is it is a billboard in manchester because we keep saying that new hampshire has like a dozen billboards i guess most like half of them are in manchester
0: yeah i think so that makes sense Yeah. yeah so and shout-out to Susan, by the way. For, and shout-out uh, to Susan. Yeah, thank you very much for
2: doing uh, some research on that for us. So, I mean, that that would be the case. No, I think that's a good idea. I mean, anyth- anything that keeps the case in the spotlight, and a big billboard would do that, too. Um, well, you're talking one with, like, a phone number if you have information to it's call? It's a digital
1: billboard that would alternate between different images one of them being mora's and yes it would be oh, okay. with That's any information cool. yeah. still missing with any information please call but again it would wipe out the fund
2: Ah, uh, well wipe it out i don't know if i don't know if that'd be the right thing to do or
0: how long would the billboard be up for i'll double check
1: but i think it was a 12-week contract Oh, uh,
2: okay
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, we can always make another push for uh, for funding for the mm-hmm. GoFundMe. Um, I, Absolutely, th- this yeah. community is rabid. They is, they want to see movement, um, and if we were to ask for additional funds for this basement to be dug up, for example, I'm sure people wouldn't hesitate.
1: Here's where we have a bit of an advantage with this. We do have a company that will do the additional GPR. They will dig the concrete, and they will provide us with the information to test any concrete, if necessary, in the basement. They'll do that for free. But right. the testing costs money. costs less than a billboard, of course, but that money could go towards the testing as oh, opposed yeah. to a billboard. So those are the op- that's another option right there. Uh, the company is GB Geotechnics. We yep. used them when we went up there. They have offered their services free to... GPR to uh, to to dig, and they would we'd probably split up the the samples of concrete if nothing was found down there. So we'd split it up with law enforcement, and we do our own independent testing because the homeowners have allowed us to go in there, and technically it's their property. Right. So, um, so that that's just another one of the options. And you being a voice of the community, we just have a rare opportunity to sit down face to face with you and get your take on what you think the most um, effective use of the funds at this point. Well, I would think be. That,
2: I think that would be a good one right there. Testing. You know, yeah, yeah, the testing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that that would at least answer the question if there's if there's, you know, somebody down there and then if the testing comes back positive for a human body, then law enforcement kind of has to do something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if there is a body down there, it's not a it won't be a matter of ripping up an entire basement because when we first heard about it it sounds like oh my god you're gonna have to get in there and you're gonna have to you know jackhammer things and it's gonna be right. a disaster these guys can cut out like a two by two square right and cut straight down and pull it out i mean we've seen them take core samples that are nice neat and clean and then they refill it after and it's not it's not as destructive and invasive as one would imagine it to be
2: no and i'm sure that the the people that own the home i know i would if it was my house i'd I'd want whatever's down there out of there, and have it being you know tested, investigated, whatever. Because it, it just, the creepy factor, I wouldn't be able to sleep in there, to be honest.
1: Yeah, we we also spoke a little bit about whether or not anyone has information on what was there, say 50 years ago. Right? Could it be one of these side of the road type little family plots as a, as a graveyard? Could be. And you know, years down the road, the 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 tombstones. Go away, you know something happened. One
0: body uh, buried in that graveyard.
1: Oh, we don't know that there's was one body. They just hit on one spot.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I'm. That's what I mean. That's why I'm, be... I'm just. Uh, the information implies that there's only one. Okay, I could
1: say we could we could go with that. There's probably only one body, but we also heard from Deb Ash, who did the, has she runs the uh the the search dogs with the wonderful Eisen, the German yeah. Shepherd. They. Will sometimes have inaccurate locations if you're dealing with a graveyard. Remember, she said that be just because of time and the elements, all of that material that is decomposing from the body will will erode and it'll go to another spot. so it's sort of the, the scent sort of spreads out. Right. So maybe they're not hitting at a at a pinpoint mark. Maybe they're just hitting in that 30 by thirty area. Yeah, and I they just know. go to like the closest uh, area where they get the strongest scent.
0: I, I got the indication that uh, that the dogs hit on the exact same spot in the basement. Um, That's what it looked like to me in that video
2: they showed.
1: Well, in that the would news. that would still maybe prove this argument that that is where the highest concentration of all of these. I am just saying, if it is a little graveyard, maybe all of those, uh, maybe all the de- decomposition eroded down and and flowed down into one spot.
2: Mm-hmm. It's possible. Be.
1: Yep. But either way, you like you said, you as a homeowner, like really, it would it be that that terrible to know that you're on top of a graveyard i don't know would you want it out of there i would <laughs> i mean for peace of mind i yeah. think i would too just to be like okay well it's a graveyard getting back to the gofundme and then and the money even if it is a graveyard you you didn't waste any money you scratch
2: it off the list and you didn't yeah you didn't waste any money see that's that that's the key now is you know we know a lot more than we used to uh, I was saying to you guys earlier about the the rag in the tailpipe it used to drive me crazy cuz oh it's it's got to have something to do with something no Mr. Murray told her to put it in the tailpipe so it's it's a it's a red herring it's a rabbit hole everyone's gone we've all gone down it but that's kind of wiped off the board now so the, the the more things we can disprove and get rid of yeah. and and eliminate the better cuz then the closer we are to figuring out what happened yeah identify them flush them out and then cross them off that's it
0: do you find that the the these red herrings
1: have been boiled down to the simplest thing and they were the answer right from the beginning anyway like the rag in the tailpipe I, I, from the beginning we heard that fred told her to put it in there yeah no but i mean for some reason people are like that's not how it went down like no you were told that use occam's razor lance I
0: love Occam's razor.
2: I, I I think sometimes the simplest answer is is the correct one. Ah, and uh,
0: ding ding ding, that is ev- ev- Occam's razor. And
2: yeah, not everything has to be this big conspiracy or this 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 big plot or the, you know so the rag on the tailpipe is a prime example of that. It's just a small small little piece of the case now because it, it's it's irrelevant now. Yeah, but at at a time, I mean I I looked at I looked at that for months
0: yeah no it, it took us a long time to uh to come to that conclusion as well and uh it just seems like the most obvious thing when you when you break everything down or or really weigh what else it could be right and then consider how realistic that is
2: it's the same with the the a frame house i that's crossed off my list now yeah you know and um but for a while there that was a that was a viable option when you were talking about different theories and that that was one of that was one of the big ones and I don't see many people talking about it now. Well, you can. I feel like you can kind of dispel
0: some of these things by by playing out the opposite, right? So right. we can we can take uh, the rag in the tailpipe for example, or we can take the police conspiracy as an example, which we've talked about here. Um, th- if this was a true police conspiracy slash cover up or whatever, this would have to go all the way up to the state house. At this all the way point. to the top. All the way to the top, and you're telling me that's realistic? That is not realistic at all. All these people are covering up for. For a murder of that one of their own committed, it's it's ludicrous. I,
2: I've I've never really bought into the police conspiracy myself. Well,
0: I think, but I think the way that you can talk yourself out of it is by playing out the opposite scenario, right? right. So so if if you know one of uh the police officers uh who who was on Haverhill at the time did something then uh they all all the officers in the police station would have known because they're they're lying or they're putting out falsities uh knowingly at that point um which we know we don't believe happened you right. know that they did anything like that but then State police is now involved. The FBI, when they got dipped their toe in, now they know about this. Right. The attorney general, now the new, brand new cold case unit that wasn't even around when Mora went missing, they're all signed up on this list. Maggie and Art are signed up on this list. Who knows, production from Oxygen, Lance, you and me probably at, the, at that point. You. Oh, me, yeah. <laughs> and now you, yeah. because you're saying that it's not true. Now, here's the alternative to it
1: going right up the chain of command like that. You have a small police force of four officers who have managed to keep it secret, even though there has been a successful uh, blog, a book, our podcast, a TV show, the attorney general's office, all of the Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. So even if you even if you manage to say it's
0: it's between us, like that's almost more impossible than than. Well, how many people are you talking about being complicit in in a murder investigation at that point? It's
1: so incomprehensible. It is. For for if it's just a single cop who did something and another cop covered it up or going up the chain of like the ladder to the Supreme Court, both scenarios I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. <laughs> both scenarios just seem completely unfounded because there's been th- this this thing hasn't happened before. You're t- if if it was either way, these are people that have just suddenly decided to become successful career crim- like criminals.
2: Yeah. You, you're talking about a whole lot of people willing to sacrifice their careers, their families, their lives to cover up something. And I, it's hard to keep a secret in a room with like four people. Yeah. So, and then
1: that's why I never they, bought it. How do they know that none of those houses around there saw what happened? Unless they went around and talked to them and then believed them when they said, no, I didn't see anything
2: happen. Well, exactly. You'd have to get everyone all the you'd have to get the Westmans and the Atwoods and the Marats and everyone in that area to go along with it, too. So there's more people.
0: Yeah. And,
1: I, but but that, that's 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 even considering that one of those neighbors would even say to the officer, oh, I saw what you did. Right. I, I mean, they would just have to take him at their word.
2: Yeah. So that's it's completely uh, impossible. Yeah, I've just I've, I've never I've never bought into that theory. I've looked at it, and it's, yeah. it's 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 interesting to read about, but I, I don't think that's what happened.
1: But I know people will say, don't underestimate the power of desperation. And when you are in a position of power, like a police officer can be, and sometimes takes advantage of, not all the time, but right. some people in the law enforcement positions will take advantage of their power. I know that those are the types of comments that we're going to get. I just don't see it happening at that moment in New
0: Hampshire, with that police force. It just would have taken a lot of coordination and, uh, in, in the continued cover up, you know, if, you know, obviously playing the hypothetical, but, uh, one, one bad egg, like the Golden State killer or whatever, like, like he was a cop at, at yeah. one point. Like, people aren't covering up for someone who murdered someone. Like, it's no. just. Case in point. I, yeah, you've devoted your career to law enforcement and then you're trying to, uh, Help out your blue blue brotherhood. It, it it's hard to believe. And
1: the only precedent that they set beforehand was that Cecil Smith arrested Jeff Williams for drunk driving when he was the chief of police. So the only example we have of anything happening within the police force has been the other way around.
2: Yeah, the guy, Actually, guy doing the right thing. Exactly. You know, it's can you imagine arresting your boss if you're you know a police officer? You can arrest the chief. You know, that's. Most, that's I think, an awkward I th- next day at work. I think a lot of people would. All right, come on, chief. I'll drive you home or whatever. He's no. He slapped the cuffs on him. So good cop. Yeah. But see that what I what we just talked about, and this is what the whole strength in numbers thing is. I may not believe in the police conspiracy, and I could be completely wrong. I shouldn't be attacked for it, because there are a lot of people that do believe it. We can agree to disagree. There's no reason to tear each other down because that, that, it's not productive. It doesn't do anything. No. I, so. I, I think anyone who has a theory, I think it's valuable to
0: weigh the opposite. like oh, yeah. Like we're, we're talking about here. We're just trying to talk this out and, and have a 360 sort of point of view on these scenarios, mm-hmm. and I think that's really valuable, and I don't think enough people really do that. I
1: completely agree. I, I like the uh, mental image of a 360 scenario because that means you can keep going around. And someone can email us or you and say, I think Mora didn't leave footprints in the snow because she climbed a tree and went tree to tree. Right. You know what? That's your theory. That's your theory and, and how, how it's are not we? disproven. It's not disproven. Yeah. Right. So we're we're happy to entertain these things. It's when it gets to that point that it goes over the line. What is the point that, that you've seen in the past where it goes over that line?
2: I, I, I think people let their emotions sometimes rule them and, and if you're emotionally invested in this case as I am and, and as you guys are and a lot of people are it's it's easy to fly off the handle maybe at someone or um I I hate the uh I've been doing this for 15 years I don't care how long you've been doing it you haven't solved it you know and it doesn't give you the right to you're the king of the mountain now yeah you know, I, I hate when people say that but I it crosses the line it's I think it's different for everyone as an individual yeah it depends well, it depends how passionate you are and and how invested you are, and how close you are to your theory, and I mean, everyone's
0: got a different perspective because everyone
2: came from somewhere different. Yeah, no, I mean that's what, and that's another thing that's great about the community that is a lot of people from different walks of life, different parts of the country, different parts of the world, and and if th- this whole situation is is bad because more is gone, the good thing that comes out of it, all these people care, in one way or another they care. Sometimes they get a little angry, you know little you know off the collar or whatever a little passionate yeah but you 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 can you can see past that but some people step over the line and they they want to yell and scream and send you nasty pms and stuff like that it's it's not a personal thing
0: yeah and uh i think lance and i are sort of at an advantage with with some of that kind of flying off the handle thing because we have each other to bounce these things off of to vent to uh also right. like uh, we'll we'll have conference you know we don't do a lot of emotional tweeting or facebooking right um because we'll t- and we'll, we'll break things down here and talk about them and if we're going to get worked up we'll do it here privately instead of online publicly yeah. um, work it out of our system yeah and and you know we do get fired up sometimes but yeah we definitely try to keep it off of the uh the the public feed but so i would recommend everyone uh sort of have a have a lance uh, or someone who you can vent with before you you present your uh, your public ire you know I have one myself yeah so. everyone needs one yeah. yeah I think people get into trouble when they don't uh, go to their friend or whatever first because they just let all that emotion boil over
1: and one thing that really causes it is obviously the pride that you take in your own personal theory, but miscommunication is a, a contributing factor, and so is confusion. Sometimes we get fired up independently here, not recording, because we're just confused about a certain behavior. We're confused about why someone would do something or just information that's out there. And it's not so much like, well, that's stupid. It's that, well,
0: ah, why would you do that? Why is it out there and what does it mean? We try to consider where the person was coming from yeah. and why that this decision was made or why things ended up the way they did. Right. We talk them out ad nauseum, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, sure you yeah. do. But yeah, it might come to a surprise uh, to you, but uh, but we talk about this a lot. <laughs> I
1: bet. What types of comments tick you off? Like, I, I guess my previous question was: I, I need to specify it a little bit more. Is there something that you read? Is there something specific where, for example, law enforcement comments about law enforcement, and you read it, and you're like, you know, and you're shaking your fist at your computer? Are there are there things that just you can't help? see and they cross the line
2: not so much that like theories it's 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 when people they gang up on other people or you know they take sides like you were saying it's just it's unnecessary this isn't a popularity contest
0: and we we actually we saw it in uh the group you you used to uh be an admin of we saw it this morning we we checked it out and read some comments and um there was some nastiness there and our old buddy mark harper was uh was talking talking smack about us. And we had had a really nice call with him a couple months ago about something unrelated and it was it, it was very pleasant. Um you know we, we like we like him. I don't know why he chose to lash out at us like he did and said we're all in it for fame in all capitals, which is kind of a joke if if uh you saw our studio and everything.
2: Yeah, this place is not it's this isn't Caesar's Palace, everybody. It's it's very small and very claustrophobic right now. Jeez. And the bathroom has no heat. It's very <laughs> cold in there.
0: He's not
1: lying. I'm not lying. He's not no, lying. No, no, no. We actually made jokes about it being, you know, ivory co- uh, covered and Oh, yeah. You know, heated towels, heated in towels in there. Heated towels and a bathroom attendant, but
2: there's literally no heat in there. No, I went in and I was shivering. Yeah, anyone that thinks Tim and Lance are getting rich off of this, you ought to come down here and check it out. <laughs> well, thank you. But I please I, don't come down, yeah, don't come I, down I, I, here. But don't come down here and check it
1: out. <laughs> anyone who has those thoughts? No. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We'll edit that out. Do you ever get any tips? Anyone saying that they know something? No.
0: Oh, nothing. I never get anything like that. No. I think we we sort of make draw a line. I guess you will. Uh, someone who will speak knowingly about what happened to Maura. Anything who anyone who kind of has that tone or speaks knowingly, we'll send it right in. Right. Because why are you doing that? You don't know you, you start with I think, or my opinion is, or something like that. If you say Mora is alive in 2019, yeah this this picture was from Mora in January 2019, which was a real tweet we got a week or two ago that we sent right to the cold case unit. Right. So, so if you have a picture of Mora alive in 2019, don't be tweeting it at Mora Murray Doc. send that information with the picture, please, right. to the Cold case unit.
2: Yeah, no. I, nobody gives me tips or anything like that. I'll I'll talk to people uh, about their theories, and uh, they'll reach out to me and say, you know, thanks for what you're trying to do, and and this and that. Which I'm not looking for, it, but it's nice. And uh, but no, I don't I don't think I want to start getting tips and stuff like that. That m- might be a little much.
1: The first time I was introduced to you was a video that you made. I don't know if there was a title to it. Was there a title to it? I don't recall. The, it was around the holidays. It was around the holidays, and the gist of it was. You were sort of putting your foot down with the childishness that was going
2: on in these groups. Was that the stuff with the um, harassing the female members of the community? Was it that one? I think it was. I believe it was. Yeah, I was pretty pissed off.
1: What happened to make you do that? And is that video still up there somewhere?
2: Um, I think it. I think it might be in one of the one of the groups still. Well, what it, what had it happened was I I got word that they were just and I didn't know any particular names or anything, but. That there was some men in the community being unruly and rude to the, some of the women in the community. Now, a lot of the groups are run by women, uh, very strong, passionate women, and I, I don't like stuff like that. So I, I was a little pissed off, and I, I made the video. and I wasn't going to post it. and I said, you know what, screw this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. I don't care. And uh, a lot of people seem to enjoy it. You know, I was just trying to say, you know, if you, I had talked to the other admins, and they, you know, we said we're going to boot these people. Like, if you find someone in your group that's doing this, you tell me, we'll tell so-and-so, we'll just boot them from every group, and you'll be left out in the cold. You won't be part of the community anymore, and I think that needed to happen. And I haven't heard much about it since, so. What were they saying? What what types of comments? I didn't get into details with them. It was just, just rude stuff, you know, towards women, and you can use your imagination. I'm sure it was some colorful language thrown in there, but. The passion that you showed in the video, though, is really
0: what got our attention. Yeah, um, because that is—it uh, was powerful. You—it was palpable. You could feel it right through the computer, and you've—you've you've put this passion and this energy into something positive. So I—we we, want to thank you for that, and we appreciate that.
2: No, I appreciate it. I'm just—I'm just—I'm just, I'm just out here trying to do anything I can to help. Um, I don't know the Murray family. I've never met them, uh, but I want them to know I'm here to help them. I'm just trying to keep peace in the community. There. There's more good people in the community than bad. There's a, there's a lot of us that just really care. I'm not their spokesman or anything, but I think if they, if some of them were here, they just say that, that we do, we just want to help in yeah. any way we can, support the Murray family, do what we can, and just try to bring a resolution to this. Because like I said, more more is like family now. So, and yeah. I, my heart breaks for her family, and I can't imagine what they go through, and I hope I never have to go through that. Yeah, because you never know how you're going to deal
1: with it. You don't know how you would deal with it if it was your daughter, and you know we can question and people can question the motivation. Yeah, my question about the media and the media coverage. Like, right. I don't know. I don't know how I would behave. I might be out there getting as much media coverage as possible, right. or I might not want it at all, and I might want to do my own private
0: thing. Or you might uh, seesaw about it, or I might seesaw. I might. I
1: might weigh all options. Right. That's, yeah. That the thing is like. Just because you think you may or may not do something doesn't mean that that is the gospel way to go.
2: It's a position that nobody should find themselves in. And it's unfortunate. And it's, you know, not just the Murray family, but tons of families around around the country and around the world. Their loved, one, loved ones disappear. I, I can't imagine what it must be like because there's no resolution. There's no... There's no closure. You can't have a, a funeral and say goodbye in a proper way. You you can heal from things like that. This this is just the wound never closes. I'm not even sure closure uh, is a real thing. Um, if if your
0: loved one was a missing person and was that's a great point. Eventually found murdered or and even if the case was resolved legally, like I'm not sure if that's considered well, yeah, closure. yeah, I mean it would it probably
2: takes a piece of you that you never get back.
1: Absolutely, like an answer is not closure. It's an no. answer. Right. It's a it's a you know, depending on what it is, it's a reason for what what happened. Right. But you're like Tim said and then I said it as a joke that I watch your video every night and you said does it help you get to sleep? I was actually going more towards like what Tim said, the energy and the passion that was in that video, it it it's it was sort of like a rallying call. Like if I were to play that every single night, that would not put me to sleep. You'd I'd get I'd, pumped up. I'd get pumped up. You'd it'd get be inspired. like inspired. Yeah, it'd be like the scene in uh,
0: Miracle, for and, God's sake. I'd I, go up and <laughs> score the winning goal. Oh, and, I appreciate that. And I know you were um, you know, talking about some, some nasty comments and some abuse that people were making, but there is an excitement that a uh, like a rallying cry like that can bring. And so you 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 have a goal sort of to bring the community together. Everyone wants the same thing mm-hmm. um,
2: how do we do that how do we how do we bring how do we heal this community It's up to everyone in the community to do their part um, that's why I say strengthen numbers it's it's all of us We all have to do our part keep it respectful um, disagree when you want but be let's be adults you know we the name calling and the the, the the bad feelings doesn't do anything. It's not productive. It's if you're doing that, you're not helping the situation. You're just you're just making it hostile. And I've I've talked to people that have left the community because they just they can't take it anymore. And that's a shame, you know. And you lose good people that actually care and their hearts are in the right place because they don't want to deal with the insults. And I don't blame them for leaving, but that shouldn't happen. None of us are you know making money off of this. We're doing this because we want to. We're doing it because it's the right thing to do. And that's what we have to keep in mind. And if you if you tell yourself that and pump yourself up for that, and let's stick to what we know and the facts and finding out what's going on. That's 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 what it is. You remind me a little bit
1: of Todd Matthews, who is the co-founder of Namus. And we had him on Crawl Space a long time ago. Really, really great guy. But he just started looking into an unidentified female uh, that was dubbed uh, Tent Girl. And he found out what her identity was. But his passion for that took him in a completely different life direction than he thought he would ever be in. His father and grandfather, they all did the same thing. They all grew up on the same uh Plot of land, right. and uh, one of my favorite quotes
0: ever f- from us doing any I'm show. Living a life I'm not supposed to be living. Yeah, he
1: he said this isn't the life I was supposed to be living, and but he 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 embraced it and he made a successful, uh, positive change in literally the world. With, right. With Namus and and he just he jumped on the horse and rode it, and I would really like to see you do more with other missing persons. We we uh, work with Bruce Maitland for uh, Private Investigations for the Missing. That's a really small nonprofit organization at this point, but right. it helps to raise money or will help to raise money for people who have missing loved ones and law enforcement has run out of resources. So right. if if there is anything that you think that you can contribute to something like that or to NamUs or to any one of those, I feel like
2: your passion would really go a long way. Definitely. I mean, it's... Why am I so passionate about it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's it's the right thing to do. Somebody's got to do it. Were you uh, like a high school athlete? No um, okay,
0: musician, musician. Okay, yeah. well that well, there you go. There's a community there. I imagine you were in a band and you would uh, you were close to those bandmates yep. and you supported each other. Mm-hmm. and the band, I imagine I've never been in a band, would only work though, when everyone is on the same page, exactly. Unless it's jazz, right? And then you can right, just yeah. do whatever fuck you want. <laughs> but you strike me as a guitar player. Yes. Okay. Bass? No. Ah, he's good. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw <laughs>
1: you. You don't have you don't have uh, piano fingers. No, I always look for piano fingers. Nope. Tim's got piano fingers. Yeah. You and I have not piano
2: fingers. Sausage fingers. <laughs> Sausage. Fingers. Guitar or drums is probably the only thing I could do. Do you still play? No, not really. No. I don't really have much time. I'm doing this. But that passion has translated
0: into into your group and your approach to running a group. Yeah. And so I, I think I really think we can we can look to you and your attitude
2: uh, as as something that could help bridge the community. Yeah, I mean I'm 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 doing my best. I mean the, the group right now is small, I, I assume after this airs might get a little bit bigger and everyone's welcome so just people like-minded people that that want to uh try to make a difference and like i said the the official group is great and they kind of keep an eye on that so you don't see a lot of the negativity there it's some of the other groups and i know the i talked to um pretty much all the admins and they they do their best to keep an eye on stuff but it's some you know pe- everyone has jobs the and family job itself stuff like that you, you can't be on there 24 7 not just
1: with anything to do with Maura Murray, but with anybody who's listening who's into true crime and missing people and they want to start a group, I'm sure you had some missteps along the way as being an admin. Is there any advice that you can give to somebody who, for example, wants to do uh, a Louis Chaput group?
2: Well, I mean, get get your rules down. Um, try to network a little before. Find some like-minded people that are interested in the same topic and uh, maybe get them on board. Um get a get a co-admin so you're not the, the sole one stuck doing it all that's that's about the only advice i'd give it's it's trial and error though you just got to get your feet wet and get in there but if, you, if you're passionate about it whatever it is you know you, you'll make it work and you'll make the time for it
1: do you have a technique of not replying or not making a decision sort of irrationally like i know some people if they are angry about an email they'll write an email response to themselves and read it the next day so that they without can, sending it without sending it to the person Do you have any technique when you read something and you're like, that ticks me off? Uh, let me.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't like to respond to anything right away. Okay. I like to wait. You know, it's the count to 10, but it's probably more like count to 500. (laughs) Count to 10 days. Yeah, count to 10 days and then, then think about it because it's, it's better to do it that way because I don't want to fly off the handle on anybody. Everyone is in the same potato sack. Yeah. Uh, of you know of a community
0: really if you right. look at it that way some people are more emotional than others i think what we're kind of just asking everyone to do is just kind of try to curb that a little bit just yeah. a little bit
2: yeah
1: well it's a strength in numbers concept exactly right you got the numbers
2: you might as well make it strong exactly i mean but the, you know you, you do encounter some people in the community that are, there's thousands so you, you encounter some people sometimes that they're in there trolling you know that they, they don't they don't care about more or family and that that's a shame and i I wish I could just boot people out of the community at random if I had that power because some of them, are, they're in there for the wrong reasons. Some people won't, just won't
0: get it. Yeah, you know? we, we got an Instagram message last week or something, uh, and I tweeted it out actually because it was, it was just kind of mind-blowing to me that uh, someone messaged us. It was like, hey, real question here. Um, big fan of your, your shows, um, but do you actually want Maura to be found? Because w- wouldn't you be out of a job if she was found? And I was like, I wrote back. Are you seriously asking us this question right now? That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. I couldn't. I my mind was kind of blown. Yeah. And then she went on to call me rude
2: for for. Oh, that. you're rude. <laughs> that yeah. was what I said. Yeah. And then an asshole. She called me. That's that blows my mind. Yeah. You know, come on.
0: Do you ever
1: have any communication with any member of the family, Fred or Curtis or Julie or uh, Kathleen?
2: I've I've PMed. Julie and Curtis a couple of times here and there just to um give them my support uh like on the anniversary I sent them a message thinking of you guys today but uh I don't I don't like to bother them I don't ask them questions about Mora or the case or anything like that they've they've gone through that enough
1: see I feel like that's a good piece of advice yeah, I feel no, like you're so humble that you're you you almost don't want to give pieces of advice so we're trying to drag it out of you I think that is a great piece of advice Well no like,
2: I mean it's you know you're going to send messages to the family and ask them things about the case. and say, It's it's rude and inappropriate. Put yourself in their shoes. Would you want to do, be fielding messages all day about the case? I wouldn't, you know, and it's, if you really care about, about them and, and what they're trying to do, you know, I mean, that's why I don't like to bother them, you know, and they have lives too. They have jobs and stuff like that. So, you know, everybody's busy and I'm, I'm not going to be the, the pest. Oh, hey, by the way, you know, can I ask you th- about this? You know, I, so I don't, I don't do that. I don't think it's appropriate. Because
0: I think ultimately, if if you're doing that, then you're you're looking for an answer for a question that you have. You know, it, that's not necessarily uh,
2: something that other people have. And they've they've told everything. They've told everything that they that, that they that they know or that they're willing to tell. And anything that that they're not talking about, you know, maybe it's just none of our business. You know, so I think the family's been very open, and uh, and I think they appreciate the community. Absolutely. You know, and the uh, what was it? Not this past anniversary. Was it last year? Fourteen. Yep. When you guys and uh, Art and Maggie oh, yeah. and you, Curtis and um, Julie and they were talking about Maura. I, I watch that all the time. Yeah. Every time I every time I start to get pushed down by this, and I need a little pick me up, I watch that because it's it's not it, it, you know the 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 good stories and the funny stories. It kind of lets you know who Mora was because we we never knew we never knew Mora which is unfortunate so it, it kind of brings you a little closer to her as a person and we have to remember that Moore is a real person she's not she's not a character this isn't a movie we're watching
1: do you have like a response to people who when you can tell that they're going in that direction in what direction like are you able to tell whether or not someone who is contributing online is going in the direction of losing more's identity
2: yeah, no, I, I, I see it a lot and I've, I've been guilty of it myself. Okay. I mean, you, you, when you start to go down some of these rabbit holes, you, you, it's like the old saying, you forget what you're fighting for, you know? It's, it's about Maura. Yeah, you're fighting for your opinion at that point. Your opinion and you're looking into details of this and that and times and was it 727, was it this, was it this, you know? And, and it, it just it's, it makes you dizzy after a while and then you have to bring yourself back to center and say, this is about her. It's not about anything else. That's a good reminder. I think we
0: should po- repost that uh, that video on on YouTube because uh, that is all I think video footage on on that on that episode. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll post that and and tweet it because I think that is a good reminder. People people need to stay re- grounded in this interest that everyone has, and people need to understand that the Murray family is a real family that's
2: going through some shit. And they've been going through it for fifteen years. You know, God bless them. I-
1: Another thing that should be put out there as a reminder that Mora is a human that has always struck me is the email that she wrote to Jigger Johnson Campground talking about their trails and, you know, if they needed any volunteer work done that she'd be happy to do that. And she was complimenting, you know, the campground and all of the, the hiking trails. And it was long before she went missing and long before she became a, a folktale.